Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Um, I hate that I always start the show out like that. I feel like every podcast on the planet, is it just me or is podcasting the new blogging? Everybody I know has a podcast now. I don't have a podcast. (laughs) You're literally recording. (laughs) I mean, like, I don't have my own podcast, you know what I mean? Uh, Whatever. This is is yours. Is Twitch Twitch the new podcasting? Or, yeah, I mean, like... This, this is yours. Blogging. Yeah. This is this is ours. This is yeah. But this is largely you know under the umbrella of yeah the network. You call it plogging. Plogging. Like plogging. podcasting, but like not vlogging. I think that's something X-rated. It's a different thing. But but plogging would be podcast blogging. I guess so. Yeah. So that's what we do. We don't we don't podcast. We plog. We plog. That's right. So, um, yeah, my life's getting too busy to pick up on the exotic fruits these days. I don't know. I get on a plane, I get off a plane. I get on a plane, I get off a plane. So, audience, no fruit talk this week. But I will let you know, if you go to Starbucks, maybe the ones in the airports, and you get that moon cheese. Have you ever had moon cheese, Jesse? Dear Lord, you don't know what you're missing. Okay, so apparently it is cheese that is dehydrated and air fried at the same time. I don't know, but it makes regular cheese puffy and crunchy and you can put it in a bag and not have to keep it in the refrigerator. Like Cheetos? No, no, no. It's just cheese. Uh, mm. And it's it's just cheese. I can't imagine that. You should Google it right now. Here, let's see. Flavor of the texture. Here are the tippy taps. I want to hear you Google something. It just makes me feel comfortable. There it is. Moon cheese. Ah. Uh, what was that ice cream that, like, uh, it's so delicious. Oh, you're talking about dots? Not dots, uh, no, but. Uh, no, no, no. No, Dippin' Dots is. Uh, Dippin' Dots, yeah, yeah. No, but the astronaut ice cream is the one that they have in, like, a tube where it's not. It's not actually cold. It's. You think it's ice cream because it's labeled ice cream, but then when you eat it, it's like a candy bar, kind of, with awful tasting mush. Mm. One of Willy Wonka's failures. <laughs> yes. That's the way I look at that. Moon cheese looks pretty good, dude. Dude, it's yeah. mad good. Yeah, you can only find it at Starbucks for some reason. It looks like a Cheeto, like Cheeto balls. Yeah, but that's the thing, is that you look on the ingredients and it says... Surprise, bro. It's just cheese. And you're like, what? No way. This doesn't even taste or feel like cheese. But it is. Or it isn't. And it's fraudulent. So, And cheese isn't terrible for you, right? If you, Unless you eat, like, giant mounds of cheese. But if you eat, like, a little bit of cheese every now and 
it's got the proteins. It's got some good fats in it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So, by the way, audience, we are in no way, shape, or form sponsored by Moon Cheese. But if anyone on the Moon Cheese squad is listening right now, I'm a fan. So, sponsor us. I'm reading the reviews on Amazon. What do they say? But quite good dried cheese. Low carb travels well. Weird but good and a great portable source of protein. These are not cheese puffs. They are basically just dried cheese nuggets. Hard to explain, but the taste is good. And the small package size makes them convenient for travel without carrying a giant bag of something around. Not inexpensive, but a great alternative if you are low-carb and need something that doesn't require refrigeration. Mm -hmm. These are delicious. I'm on a keto LCHF diet, and I cannot recommend these enough as a snack. So They're snackable, man. If you, like me, are trying to eat a lot less crappy shit because you travel a lot, they're good. They're good on the go. But anyways, this is your first time. This is not a show about snacks. This is actually a show about Jesse the Man Broke and his life. So break it on down, Jesse. Let us know what's going on. This camera and this camera. (laughs) Um... Just let the people know what you've got going on in your life. Yeah, this is all show about Jesse. It's called. Yeah. No, um, this is no, a show. It's a show about the crypto headlines, right? Yes, that's Pretty exactly. It's exactly what we set out to do was talk about the headlines in the cryptocurrency industry. Um, and it has been a ride. We have learned some things, we've gone down rabbit holes, uh, but we still come back because it's worth talking about. There's so many headlines. It's a whirl. So let's give it a whirl. Um, the first headline from March 2nd. Oh, and the, the format. We give you last weekend's news and up to this Thursday. We don't do Friday news because that is zero confirmation news, right? You can't run on zero confirmations. Or maybe you can if you're Bitcoin Cash. But anyways, um, let's get into it. The first article from March 2nd, 2019, by Adrian Smudzinski. Smudzinski. Uh, Blockstream releases, oh, sorry, 9,599 total views, 340 total shares. This mofo spread like lightning because Blockstream releases its upgrade of its Bitcoin Lightning Network implementation. That was exciting for me. Blockchain development company Blockstream, see what they did there, has released a new version of Bitcoin scalability software, C-Lightning, a post on the company's blog reveals on March 1st. C-Lightning is an implementation of the off-chain Bitcoin scalability solution, the Lightning Network, that is written in the C programming language. Per the announcement, this latest version, C-Lightning 0.777, is the first major release in eight months and brings performance enhancements, bug fixes, augmented privacy, and new features, as well as improved documentation. Because that gets my pants tight. Improved documentation, that is. So so here's the deal. In a nutshell, Blockstream did did a good thing, and we deserve, they deserve a cookie. They did a good thing trying to implement on Bitcoin with a lightning network trying to in- introduce some scalability. All right. Moving on to next 
the next article from the... Ooh, there's something to choose from. Okay. All right. Okay. What do we got here? Ooh, some little Goldman Sachs. I'm going to go there. I'm going there. Let's see what old Goldman's up to. Thank you. I like this format, Jesse. Give me options. Give me options. Yeah, I chose the juiciest ones. See, I'm so receptive to change. At first, I saw six articles, and I was like, what are you doing? That's against the protocol. But now I'm like, wait a second. I see what you did there. There's options now. Adrian Smudzinski again, writing, writing those letters of enjoyment for the crypto community. 7,613 views, 199 shares. This is unconfirmed. I love how it puts that as the title. I didn't do any validation or verification whatsoever, but I'm going to write about this. Goldman Sachs-backed crypto payment startup circle seeks $250 million. That's six zeros. Actually, that's seven zeros. <laughs> Two five plus one zero plus the six four million in funding. Goldman Sachs Bank, stop laughing at my math, man. I'm trying to do it on the fly, man. It's, it's tough. Those sig figs will get you sometimes. Um, Goldman Sachs backed. <laughs> That's funny to say. Oh, we're Sachs backed. We're backed by the Sachs, baby. <laughs> Gold man sacks. <laughs> okay, okay. I can be more mature than this, or can I? I'm imagining like C3PO with some balls. Gold man sacks. Gold, huh? You had to be in this state of mind to be able to like, after many, many articles seeing the phrase Goldman Sachs <laughs> to just now if you're so tired that you can see that. <laughs> Goldman Sachs uh, backed cryptocurrency finance firm circles reportedly looking to raise $250 million of funding in a combination of equity and debt. The source of information are claims made by an anonymous person familiar with the company's plans as cited in a report by technology news website the information on March 2nd. The, the news website is called The Information, which is so daft. <laughs> Anyways, according to their article, Circle, which generates revenue from trading fees on its cryptocurrency exchanges, Poloniex, and the institutional offering Circle Trade, has seen a decrease in its proceeds after the overall crypto market crash led to decreased trading volumes. Still, in an interview with The Information, Circle's co-founder Jeremy Allaire claimed that the company's revenue grew between 2017 and 2018, despite the fall in cryptocurrencies, because they were shorting the hell out of them. As Cointelegraph reported in January, the over-the-counter, or OTC, crypto trading desk, what's the, what's the protocol for including articles in acronyms? Um... Including articles and acronyms? Yeah, like over the counter. But and sometimes you'll see acronyms where like V and N and AN are not included in the acronym. So it just kind of throws your you for a mental whirl, you know? 
Like, is there a protocol for usually, it? Usually, like, before they introduce the acronym, they'll spell it out, right? And then they'll have the acronym right after that, in parentheses, and then from then on, they'll start using the acronym. So if it doesn't include the article, they'll include it there in the introduction of the explanation of the article. Is it just kind of like up to your opinion? The way you set up the acronym is the way it goes? Yeah. The more you know. You're such a wise man, Jesse. So to conclude this article, more recently, as part of an overall aim to operate with a broader part of the institutional crypto trading market, Jim and I, the cryptocurrency exchange founded by the Winklevi, has joined the British Telecommunications Radiance Cloud Broker Community. So, yeah. Okay. By the way, Circle makes USDC, in case you were wondering. But in 10 years, nobody's going to know and nobody's going to care. And they're betting on that. Your turn, Jesse, handing it on over. Oh, you just read two articles. Okay. I thought I read more than two. I psych. I take that back immediately. I apologize for the misconception, Jesse. I apologize. <laughs> okay. You got to more often. I do. No, no, no. <coughs> I promise I'm not ripping a bowl or anything. I just had a cough. <laughs> the last article from the weekend, if you're ready. Speaking of the weekend, do you listen to the weekend? I do. I, do you like his music? Or you, well, I guess you like it if you listen to it, right? Yeah, I listen to a lot of people. I think it's funny because it's so vulgar, but so soft sounding. You know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean by that? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. So, like, he's got, like, a Michael Jackson-esque voice, right? Really high pitch, really soft. Uh But at the same time, he's going to say, like, very upfront. I want to F you right in your pee. And, but he sings it in like a Michael Jackson voice, right? So it's so weird feeling when you're listening to it. Because it's like, I want to F you in your... And you're like, wait a second. Is that, is that what I just heard? It's just like soft vulgarity. You know what I mean? Yeah, the opposite of modern pop. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's intense. For those of you that don't listen to the weekend, give it a shot. It is it'll blow your shit away. So the last article by uh, apparently Jesse has some sort of um crush on Adrian Smudzinski because this is another smutty. Uh, Ethereum's core dev team. No, no, no read, read the other one. The other one's pretty cool from Bitcoin.com. Okay, let me read that one. Bitcoin.com or Roger Ver special. <laughs> oh, not my. Yeah, but anyway, the previous article is just about Quadriga putting ETH on Kraken, Bitfinex, and Poloniex. Quadriga. All right, here we go. Here's the real last article that's coming up. And then I'll turn it over to you, Jesse. Bring the thunder. Tap into your inner ultimate warrior. Okay. Inner Ultimate Warrior. Do you know who the Ultimate Warrior is? From WWE. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Bitcoin early adopters are building a seasteading home off the coast of Thailand. Interesting. 
Okay, let's read. Let's read. If it loads, it's having trouble. A short video documentary released by the Seasteading Institute on its YouTube channel showcases the establishment of small seastead twelve of a small seastead twelve nautical miles off the coast of Phuket, Thailand. <laughs> is that really what it's called? Yeah. That is what it's called, isn't it? Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're not, like, pulling a fast one on you. P-H-U-K-E-T is the name of the place. It's called Fuck It, Thailand. Yeah. I know where I'm moving when I retire. But they're spending $150,000 on a pair of bones, uh, Seastead. And then I guess closer to 200000 they they're telling them the, uh, the people who invest in the project are these two people, these two early Bitcoin adopters, Chad L. Wartowski and Nadia Summerkroll. And uh, they're saying that for an extra 50000 they could uh, move into a ready seastead with a nice kitchen, water, solar, electric, etc. What's the um, best tour guide slogan you can come up with for if you were a tour guide, not a tour guide, if you were the Chairman of Tourism for Fuck It. <laughs> you had to come up with the with the slogan to get people to come to your country. Go. Uh, fuck it. Just come. <laughs> <laughs> Getting tired of work? Fuck it. Need a breather? Fuck it. Isn't it yeah. true that, um, you know, like pho, like the soup? Yeah. But then the chicken is guh. So when you go order it, you're like, fugga. <laughs> Can I get some fugga? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that chicken is called guh. Yeah, chicken is guh. So when you get oh. chicken pho, you're getting Fugga. So you can walk in there and you can go, let me get some fugga. You fugga. I think it's guy, you know? Uh, you would know better than I would because of your affinity. I just, I just Googled it real fast. Chicken and Thai. Just double check on that. And it is says it? Chicken, chicken is, is guy. So you say thai. that guy? Thai? It's with a K. Phonetically. It's got a K and an I with Really odd phonetic symbols on it. It's got a dot over the eye. Is it chicken or is it beef? That's or no, it's got, a, it's got a dash over the eye and then a dot below the eye. That's too much. There's too much going like, on with those letters. Yeah, yeah. What about beef? Is it beef that's got? Let me see. Beef is... Nuwa. No, that's, that's weird, not right. You can't know. It, it looks strange. Okay, well, something is go. I remember somebody telling me. Maybe if I type go like that. Is it? Are you in Thai or are you in Vietnamese? Go. I'm talking about Vietnamese. I mean, I'm in Thai. Yeah, I'm talking about Vietnamese. Oh, you said Thai. Okay. My bad. That is my bad. Go check check Vietnamese yeah, though, right. so I don't seem like a d bag. All right, here chicken is. Wow, it's spelled ga, but it's pronounced ya. Really? So I've been I've been just an American dingling this whole time. I get I go it's like, a, it's like a 
like a nasally yeah like yeah 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 fun yeah fun yeah yeah ma yeah yeah it's weird very interesting the more you know I've always told myself I should learn another language, and then I completely forget that I told myself that. So, all right, your turn, Jesse. Take it away. Bring the thunder, baby. All right, Monday. Yeah. Monday, we got an interesting uh, article. So, major U.S. retailer Kroger drops <gasps> Visa. What? Drops Visa. Morgan Creek Digital suggests Lightning Network. So, the title of the article is a little bit. Oh, like this is a pomp. Uh, what do you mean, A Pomp? A Pompliano. Oh, Anthony Pompliano. Yeah. Anna Berman, Cointelegraph, 4,500 total views, 608 Twitter shares. The gist of it is that Kroger uh, is going to uh, drop Visa from some of its locations because of the, uh, quote, high fees that the company imposes on major retailers. Uh, this is a direct quote from Kroger. Visa has been misusing its position in charging retailers excessive fees for a long time. Uh, Chiefs, uh, Kroger's chief financial officer, Mike Schwatman, said explaining the decision. And then uh, APOM is the founder of Morgan Creek Digital, and they're going to fly over to Kroger headquarters and see if they can suggest Kroger start using the Lightning Network for uh, the payment protocol. So, oh, yeah, brother. And oh, next article. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Water Cooper, Bitcoin ransomware hackers laundered money. Uh, that's not as interesting as this one. That'd be Bryce Waterhouse Cooper. Instant credit, crypto credit line provider says it processed $300 million in seven months. Connor Blankensoft, Point Telegraph, 4,000 total views, 135 total shares. A crypto lender offering instant loans in more than 45 fiat currencies. Says it has amassed more than 170,000 users with 300 million dollars processed over a seven-month period. That's a lot of money. Wait a second. Wait. Look at that picture. Yes. It's like a digital guy. Look at the bottom. Look at quadrant four. Oh no! How do you do this? Definitely sponsored. Anything that has ridiculous-ass statistics in it, you're like, okay, that's sponsored. Get out of here. All right. No, that's not true. It's not that definite. But next well, article. The other article that I thought was not as exciting was about <coughs> water Cooper tracked ransomware hackers laundering money through the WEX exchange. Uh, Pricewater Cooper has linked Iranian nationals behind Bitcoin ransomware scheme SamSam to the crypto exchange WEX in a recent report published in January. The report is based on information that was previously disclosed by the U.S. government, uh, the U.S. DOJ, sorry. As per the DOJ, two Iranians, Farah Mars, Shahi Savandi, and Mohammed Mehdi Shah Mansouri, were responsible for creating Sam Sam. Sam Sam is a ransomware demanding Bitcoin that reportedly damaged multiple U.S. companies, government agencies, universities, and hospitals. Within 34 months, the hackers managed to extort over $6 million in Bitcoin and cause over $30 million in losses. So Anna Berman, Point Telegraph, 30, 34 total views, 108 total shares. That's what that article is about. And now for the last one, <laughs> Monday. He's so matter Anna of fact. Alexander, Point Telegraph, 4980 total views. That's what that shit's about. 15 total shares. This is not a sponsored article. Payment startup Ripple 
has been ranked as one of the best employers in the tech industry in San Francisco Bay Area, according to a recent survey by research firm Good Place to Work. On the list of best small and medium companies to work in the Bay Area prepared by GPTW, Ripple is ranked as the 17th top employer. 91% of employees reportedly said that Ripple is a great place to work at, with 95% of the survey claiming they are proud to tell others that they work there. Interesting. All right, cool. That's that. Yeah, man. It's great to work at Ripple. Just wait till the last article. You get paid in all that XRP when it goes up to $3 again. You made a lot of money. Is that, do they really get paid in XRP? Every crypto company tries to pay in crypto. <clears throat> That's just the way it works. That's why it's so tough living on crypto is because you're really trying your damnedest to use something as money that the government and pretty much everyone else in the world refuses to because they have a hard time dealing with it slash sometimes in some instances can't. So it's really tough. So usually when you work for a crypto company, the first thing they ask you, they should ask you is, are you comfortable being paid in cryptocurrency? Because it's a lot, it's a burden on you to, to keep, to keep all that documentation, to pay the taxes right, to keep a spot price. You know what I mean? Do you know the deal? Or you maybe don't, I don't know what you're like. So. Hey, do you know, um, the, I tried to look into more into the. Um, well, we'll talk about this off air. Okay. Uh, later. You, if you guys subscribe on Patreon, you can get the stuff that Jesse and I talk about off the air. No. <laughs> what? Well, we do have a Patreon account, but it's just for premium the Bitcoin podcast shows that we're going to be doing our interviews there. We can do premium just the headers. We're going to offer the platform to every show on the network to do premium content. Right, we could, you know, it could be any kind of premium that we want, and then of course the hosts. We're saying this live. I'm saying this live. This is how transparent we are. Any host of a show on the Bitcoin Podcast Network, if they feel free, can post premium content via our Patreon as a network, and it is there for you too. So. We will be slowly offering premium content. We know we give you guys all the free goodies because we just kind of love doing this. But yeah, if you want to get interviews, we're bringing them back to the Bitcoin podcast. But those will be premium offerings. So we'll get your A-pomps. We'll get your people that you want to hear. We'll ask them the questions that we like to ask. But that'll be on the Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash the Bitcoin podcast network. You can get that right now. Shout out to Wayne. I know you're listening. Who is a $100 pledge tier that I put on as kind of a joke and he actually signed up for it and I'm really yeah so shout out to Wayne thank you for that so nice on to the news and coffee for backed Starbucks equity deal will see crypto based payments the source claims weird ass picture for that bunch of people holding hands Michael Jackson style but the new details about Starbucks' partnership with the United States cryptocurrency platform backed with 2Ks because you've got to be just a little bit weird for no reason suggest the coffee giant will accept Bitcoin-based payments after an equity deal. Ooh-wee. 
My pants are getting tight, Jesse. Starbucks, which became known as a founding partner in Backed, once again, 2Ks. Why? Because they can. Upon its unveiling in August last year, will reportedly support its software to allow U.S. customers to pay for products. Oh boy. Shit. As Block reported, no actual cryptocurrency will end up processed by the chain as the crypto will be instantly transferred into fiat. Damn it. Now I'm not happy. Wait, what happened? They're just using Bitcoin as a payment, bro. They're not actually using it as money. It's just going to be transferred straight to USD, so. Them are the brakes. No wonder the price didn't move at all, because why would it? It's actually kind of crappy news. So, if anybody out there is overly excited about that backed thing going on, not that big of a deal. Uh, let's let's go to let's keep moving. Let's keep keep it moving. What's what's this? What's going on in Malta? For those of you guys that don't know, Malta is a tax haven. Just kidding. I don't know that for sure. Please, no one assassinate me. Okay. Malta Digital Exchange. Oh, sorry. This is Anna Alexander. 5,555 total views. 225 shares. Malta Digital Exchange relocates operations to Malta Stock Exchange premises. Oh, boy. Malta Digital Exchange or also known as MDX. Now see, I'm fucked up again. These acronyms. Why is that not MDE? Why is it MDX? You're right. See, man, acronyms have no rules. They have no fucking rules, and I'm getting sick of it. You can define it in parentheses right after what it's supposed to represent. Yeah, and I get that. But there's no set standard for how to set up an acronym. It's just whatever I want to choose. Like, yeah, it can be like the second letter of like of, of any letter within that word. If that's in that. Yep. I didn't find out to an embarrassing age that laser is an acronym. I just thought my whole life laser stood for cool gun. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Laser is an acronym? Yeah, laser is an acronym. Didn't know that. Look it up. Amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Interesting. Yeah, man. The more you know. I think I was right around your age when I found out it was an acronym. Blew my shit wide open. So, Malta Digital Exchange. Malta. Malta is moving in with the Malta Stock Exchange, baby. That's right. Digital meets old school. Shaking hands. Facebook meets old folks home. Uh, what other do we have here? Emoji meets your new aunt's iPhone. And all you get is emoji text for the next 15 years. MDX is reported. <laughs> In the process of obtaining a securities license to promote a multilateral trading platform that will introduce a secondary market for digital assets trading. MDX founder and executive chairman Rick Klink, what a name, said that the move to Maltese stock exchange means that we are now physically positioned to be at the heart of the next wave of institutional financial innovation. Damn. What? What? We are physically positioned to be at the heart of the next bump and dump. Yes. We're going to be right in the middle of the suck, baby. Making money. 
literally sucking money from people in transaction fees and exchange costs. That's what we do. It's kind of funny how crypto is slowly just reinventing the same wheel over and over again. Like mining is the honeypot, so let's just get really good at mining. Exchanges are honeypots, so let's just find let's just build exchanges on top of exchanges on top of exchanges. Yeah. Need new customers. We need new use cases is what we need. Um, but I, apparently I'm preaching to the choir, so I'll shut up. So in its financial system stability assessment report, the IMF recommended to employ more resources to supervise blockchain and cryptocurrency service providers. It also pointed out the need for enhanced screening processes for beneficiary owner information and monitoring of risk-sensitive accounts, including new technologies like digital assets and e-gaming and IIP-related funds. So, man, exchanges be moving. Can't stop an exchange from moving. Your turn, Jesse. Here we go. When Wednesday. Huh. That's how I used to say. You know how to spell it. You say it. You know how to spell it. E-commerce on demand. Crypto-based website with 50,000 products offers delivery in two hours. Oh! <gasps> what? Top 24.10 total views, 132 total shares. A decentralized platform offering, quote, e-commerce on demand is launching and says it has the ambition of enabling shoppers to have online orders delivered in less than two hours, with food shopping arriving at their door in less than 30 minutes. My that word. So buying.com says its service will initially be available across six zip codes in New Jersey, providing customers with a choice of more than 2,000 items. Center in the town of Mawa is going to monitor the platform's progress, and the startup has bold ambitions to roll out across the state and nationwide in the months that follow. Mm-hmm. Customers can make their orders through the buying.com website, and the company says the apps for Android and iOS are in the process of being approved by the app stores. Two other apps have also been completely developed for drivers, enabling them to fulfill orders quickly and with precision. Buying.com says the launch of e-commerce on demand. Oh my god, this was sponsored. God. <laughs> Those sponsored headlines cool. get you, dude. You are clickbait. But it looked cool. I'm actually interested in seeing what it's like. Um, Alright. You know what I just thought of real quick? Just a real quick thing. Businesses yeah. have trouble, myself included, accepting crypto, right? Because it's tough. It, okay. It's just tough to deal with. Okay. And then I read this article that Joe Blau, shout out, Posted in the Slack about how this business owner, it was a, it was a journal entry of a business owner. It wasn't a journal entry, but a business owner spoke of his experience sex, accepting, ugh, accepting crypto for two years and got no customers to pay in crypto, but a lot of interest in understanding it and learning about where to go and buy it. Oh, that's true. Right? Did you just have crypto ATMs right outside stores that are accepting crypto? that it makes it easy they should however i think businesses are using it as more of a marketing ploy to show that oh i'm kind of in on that here bitcoin thing i think at all levels to this date what i think if you're a business and you want to accept crypto i think that you should start an llc separate from your business 
And when you do accept crypto, it goes to that LLC. And then you experiment with different incentive programs to get people to use crypto. For instance, like a rational profit margins on some things like you know, keep it within reason. Know your books so you can keep it within reason. But like a twenty percent discount if you use crypto on certain ticket items, right? So I don't know. Doesn't matter what you do. If you got anything over like five hundred dollars, you give a twenty percent discount on five hundred dollars. Well, whoa, that's a hundred dollars off just for using crypto, right? You give abnormal discount. Incentivize people to do, but then keep it as like a total separate business like on your books right so it doesn't kind of like it doesn't um contaminate your finances for your business that runs but you can do these experiments to incentivize people to adopt crypto what's the advantage to separating separating it out uh so you don't contaminate like the finances for your main business so you just have like a separate business that's kind of like doing its own thing right It'd be a lot to separate two businesses. Okay. Right. That's the thing is that you'd have to have a separate, you'd have to have separate books for this new LLC and you'd have to have the books for your business, but the LLC would kind of like own assets from your first business. So in order to sell them. I see the pros of that clearly because I can't. I know there's no pros of it. I don't think (laughs) the only pros come is that if you are a quote unquote true believer in crypto then you are incentivizing people to get it and pay you with it but in the process of getting it they have to learn a lot and in the process of pay you with it they have to learn more what's the difference between what you're suggesting and what overstock did overstock was just taking crypto but it wasn't they weren't offering a discount i don't think they didn't offer any discounts no they just took crypto for stuff right really yeah, but Purse offers a discount, right? Purse gives you 10% off on everything. On um, If you shop on Amazon, you could be getting 10% off on everything on Amazon just by shopping with Purse, by paying with I'm Bitcoin. Gonna, is that the one where somebody actually buys the item for you and they get the crypto? Yeah. Purse.com doesn't, it says may be available. It just doesn't exist anymore. No, really? Is it Purse.io? It's first.io. First.io. I'll, yeah, I apologize. Okay, so how it works. Lightning, fast savings. When you set your discount to 5%, you blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, you've got name your discount. I still have a lot of Bitcoin in purse. I need to get that. Purse, earner purchase. See, earner purchases your order. Somebody who has to actually purchase your order. And then your order delivered. Purse transfers crypto to earner. So, yeah, like it's like a somebody else will actually pay for your stuff and then take your yeah. crypto in exchange for yeah then buying the item in fiat yeah so they've kind of built a they have an exchange running in the background and they put the lipstick of an Amazon retail up front I've seen this yeah. been done with Amazon but through gift cards because of all the all the gift cards that are sent to like the Philippines, yeah. Um, instead of paying those people, so they give you even steeper discounts. Yep. You want to know who one of the largest money creators in the world outside of people that make like dollars? Who? Amazon. From gift cards. From gift cards. I believe it. So, 
Yeah, and like then there was this law I think two years ago that made gift cards money. So it's like a new, you know, there's like M2 money and M4 money and all that mm-hmm. shit. Well, now gift cards are money. And so they're M0? I don't know if they are. I'd have to look at the law. But I do know that that's a thing. You can Google it if you're listening to me. You think I'm full of shit. What's fuck up? Just in Vietnamese. No, not you. I'm talking about the audience. You, I know, wouldn't Google me out of spite. But the audience would. So. <laughs> no, I, I, I've heard that as well. But, yeah. So, the thing that sucks is, though, if you're Amazon and you contract someone uh, to build some Amazon shit and then you have to pay them, they're most likely live in a other country. So, then you have to deal with all the other countries, like um jurisdictions about their financial laws and blah 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 paying somebody using fiat yeah it's a pain in the ass so you pay them in gift cards but they can't go to their local 7-eleven using amazon gift card so they go to purses exchange and they get bitcoin for their um gift cards and then they take the bitcoin and they get their stuff with it you think there's a lot of money like if you think the Margins are pretty good. Um, on what? On the whole process of, um, of maybe it's a good exercise for us to do on the air is see let's, what the margins could be. Let's like see if we can buy like like a uh, hundred dollar Amazon gift card for like I don't know um, eighty bucks worth of Bitcoin and then turn around and use that hundred dollar Amazon gift card. To rebuy more Bitcoin through like purse. You want to give it a shot. But, you want to try to use purse. I want to try to use purse in conjunction with a, with a another platform that you can buy and sell Amazon gift cards. I will fund this operation if you give me the steps in clarity. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll I'll, I'll write it out. I'll type it out. It'll be interesting. No doubt. I think that'd be. I think it'll be good for people to hear. People need to hear the truth, man. We invest. That's that's a good show for the premium platform, Jesse. That's some investigative journalism right there. Oh, I'm an investigative journalist. Mm, that's right. In 2019, you do something one time and put it on a website. You are that thing now. <laughs> I'm, I'm put it on my LinkedIn now. Put that shit on your LinkedIn, baby. Put it on your LinkedIn. <laughs> Blogger, blogger, entrepreneur, investigative journalist, everything. A blogger, yeah, baby. Did somebody call me a journalist? You're a twitcher too. Um, No, that makes you. Wait a second. That makes you a cinematographer, right? Gotta put all that. They just called me millennial. Millennial. Then you got to put the camera up. You got to edit. You edit the video, right? So now you're an editor. You're an Adobe After Effects. I use Adobe's. Oh, congratulations! You are now a graphics designer. You are a graphic designer. Damn, millennials do all of the things. (laughs) Oh God. Oh man. Oh, I've. I could be considered an advertiser, couldn't I? Because I've had advertisements on one on the show before, so I could be. I'm an advertiser. That's right, baby. I hate the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Um, yeah, let's just kick it all the way old school. I'm going to read books under Torchlight. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. All right. What's the next thing? All right, we got... Uh, well, it's not ready. Jack Dorsey, Engine. All right, we got, we got a couple of new cool things. All right, so... Uh, Kaspersky, the antivirus company CEO, says cryptocurrencies are great, but the world's not ready yet for them. That's just a large on his spiel. We don't really care about that. Next is pretty interesting. Coin Telegraph, Adrian Spazinski. He's got a lot of cool articles, so don't knock us for having a lot of his content. It's another uh, smutty hit, hit, hit. That could be a smutty. That's what we could call it. A smutty hit. Smutty. A, smutty. A, a smutty. That's right. He'd like that. We should get him on the show. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to. But thirty-two, thirty-two total views, one ninety-three total shares. Ethereum-based digital asset tokenization startup Engine will launch a software development kit SDK. You like those acronyms? For leading game <laughs> development engine Unity on March 14th. The company announced the launch in a medium post on March 4th. Mm-hmm. The SDK will reportedly allow Unity developers to create, integrate, and manage the distribution of ERC. 1155 compliant tokens on the Ethereum blockchain. The ERC-1155 token development standard is based on the ERC-20 and ERC-721 standards which and was invented by Engine's chief technology officer, technical officer, Wojtek Radomski. Radomski. Um, per the release, this new standard enables developers to create unlimited fungible and non-fungible tokens with a single smart contract. This allows faster transaction times, lower fees, and easier token mass production. With the asset tokenization, the quantity of assets in existence and their properties can be set in stone on the blockchain, preventing, for example, problems with unintended changes during updates. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, it sounds like ERC-1155 is purpose is to combine non-fungible and fungibility um, characteristics <gasps> for gaming. Yes. That's actually a big fucking deal. <laughs> that can pull that off. Yeah. It just sucks that we've gone through such a bear market that news like that doesn't even cause a jolt in the community anymore. Right? Yeah, we need a, we need a Morpheus style pump up, like a the machines tried to come down here and tell us how to live. Yeah, we said we fuck need, you. We huh? Game. We need a good game. That's what we need. We need a good game that uses a. Like, like a decent application of this 
human yeah. on human action instead of the human yeah. on robot action. No, 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 no. It was, it was just human on human. It was the rave scene where they were raving, but the the women weren't wearing tops that were covering everything. So I was like, whoa, this is an experience, you know? Oh, okay. you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like festivals these days. Yeah, like you know. Oh, we need to ask Corey about Carnival. Dude, my mm-hmm. friend who I play with, yeah. his girlfriend was at Carnival as well. Oh boy. Did it stay G- PG? Uh, she blew him off like all four days. Excuse me? No. <laughs> Wait a second. Do you mean like anyway. did not pay attention to him and did stuff without telling no, him? No. I don't I don't know. No. Or did she, you she, she was having fun. Oh, and she didn't care that he was there? No, she was having fun and he was he was trying to text her and she's just, you know, in the moment. So Okay, so the choice of words that you used made this has to, we have to put explicit on the show now. She she blew him off. Like, <laughs> Are you doing that on purpose? No. I, I now I see what you're trying to say. <laughs> you fucking liar. You did that on you said that on purpose. I did not. I really did it. Okay. Then that's right. that's a hilarious coincidence then. Alright. So when you're saying she blew him off, it was like she she wouldn't pick up the phone when he called her. Communicatively, she blew him off. <laughs> yes. You're such she a texted her. She did not text back immediately. You know, I'm surprised you would be that immature, Jesse, to bring a joke of that caliber on this show. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> surprised. All right. Anna Alexander, Point Telegraph. What were we even talking about? I don't know, dude. The Carnival. You were talking about how poor he got back from Carnival. Okay. And I was like, oh, my buddy's girlfriend was at Carnival, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey alludes to spending ten grand a week on Bitcoin. 12,981 total views, 648 total shares. That's, I mean, it is what... Yes. Uh oh. Did we lose you, Jesse? Bitcoin and okay. parallel CCs between Bitcoin and Twitter. And uh, I guess he exceeded his limit of purchasing BTC on the Cash app, and he says he can't purchase any more. Um, Dorsey did not specify the exact amount, but the weekly buy limit for Bitcoin on mobile payment. Company Square's cash app for 10 grand. He further dominated that he may be able to join the stacking sat Saturday next week since limits reportedly rotate every week. So it sounds like he's he's putting his mouth his money where his mouth is. Um, uh, finally, he must be listening to my shows. That's right, Jack. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for the boost. Yeah, no worries. I got you. All right, you get you get to you get to read off Thursday, and then that's the last day. And the last article is pretty funny. So let's fucking do it. OKEx lists Tron on customer to customer trading platform. This is not sponsored. It sounds like it is, but it's not. Malta based Malta based cryptocurrency exchange OKEx has began listing Tron TRX. On its customer to customer, that's C to C, 
not P2P. They're switching the game trading market, according to a press release shared with Cointelegraph on March 7th. OKEx is a decentralized C2C trading platform, enables users to trade digital assets directly with each other. It's not peer-to-peer, much like peer-to-peer. That's what they said. It's much like peer-to-peer. It's not peer-to-peer because it's C2C. Oh, boy. Some marketer got tight in the pantalones. On the platform, users are able to place orders with self-selected exchange rates and payment methods, including cryptocurrencies and fiat currencies, such as British pounds, Chinese renminbi, Vietnamese dong. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you laugh? Damn it, Jesse. I I Oh, I wasn't going to laugh. I was going to hold it together, but then you, that's just yeah, a funny. Because I knew your laugh yeah. was coming. Yeah. Vietnamese dong and Russian rubles and Thai bat. Following the listing, the exchange will launch several promotional events for users trading. <laughs> Sorry, but ladies of the night in Vietnam. Have, they're asking for dong so much. You know what I mean? They're asking for it in two ways. So they're doubling down on dong every single ask. Mm. Sorry that my mind works that way sometimes. In late February, OKEx started listing Ripple and Bitcoin Cash on its C2C platform at the same time. OKEx announced the delisting of three cryptocurrencies, NEO, Quantum, and Exchange Union, or also known as XUC. Okay. Also last month, OKEx added four new crypto derivative pairs to its platform, enabling users to trade Bitcoin SV, Qtum, Dash, and NEO against Bitcoin or Tether on margin with a 3x leverage option. Interesting. No, don't do that. Don't do what? Don't trade. Don't trade on on three times leverage. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. If you're trading on three x leverage, then you might as well just go to Vegas. I mean, shit. Didn't uh, what is it called? Um, Max. What was that? Bitmax. Bitmax. Yeah. Have a slider. You could like super crank. Like 10x, yes, you could. They had 100x leverage at one point, yeah. That's what I remember. Nobody would do that, that is sane, but they they did have that. (laughs) So, another article by Gareth Jenkinson A New Face 1615 views, 100. This is my radio voice, 148 total shares. Uh, following the launch of Working Code last month, blockchain technology firm Blockstream hopes to successfully develop a new multi-signature standard for Bitcoin transactions in the future. Alongside this, Blockstream also released its version of its Bitcoin scaling software, C-Lightning, at the beginning of March, making a busy period for the highly regarded development house. Uh, upgrades to the Bitcoin protocol are as such. Historically, potential upgrades to the Bitcoin protocol have been Big point of contention since its inception back in 2009. Satoshi Nakamoto's original Bitcoin white paper is treated as something of a sacred text, and any changes to the way in which the technology works has been met with skepticism and opposition. 
Nevertheless, always the more, the Bitcoin protocol has had its fair share of teething problems. That's right. It's an infant. Over the years, due to a massive increase in the amount of users and the network's ability to process transactions in a timely and cost-effective way. Given that there must be consensus for any potential changes to the code, Bitcoin has been improved by implementations like Segregated Witness, which has slowly rolled out over the past two years. Any changes that aren't agreed upon by the majority of the community have led to contentious hard forks, which have given birth to the likes of Bitcoin Cash. Music. Blockstream's new Schnorr-based signature scheme, which means privacy in a nutshell, has been rolled... What? Music. Oh, oh, sorry. Snore-based multi-signature scheme, my bad, has been rolled out for uh, public testing and feedback in order to create working fault-free code in the future. To the layman, MuSig is an improvement that could potentially help scale Bitcoin's blockchain by reducing transaction size, by improving performance and user privacy. The groundwork for this code was laid by Blockstream cryptographers Peter Wheely and Andrew Polstra. As well as Yannick Siren and Gregory Maxwell. Oh boy. I don't understand how multiple, like how, how um, MuSig works. This Multisig? One. It's just yeah. like uh, two, takes two keys to push, to push a, to push a fucking, uh, to fucking push a transaction. <laughs> Sorry, my brain farted. It takes two keys, two private keys to push a transaction. How does, how does that help? By how does that help reduce transaction size? Oh damn! That's what, that's what I'm like. You always ask these questions know. that make me think so hard after yeah, a well, day. So I mean, let me let me think about it. No, no, no. No. Okay. I can handle thinking tough. Okay. I mean, I want a technical explanation. I don't want a speculative. You don't want an instinctual speculation? No. Uh, answer? Not really. Um well I'm trying to think. I know how it would increase privacy. I don't know, however, how it would decrease block size or the amount going into a transaction. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, Schnorr signatures, from what I understand, are kind of like oh. The next, the next paragraph talks about Schnorr signatures. Maybe you can read that. All right, let's read that. Digital signatures provide a cryptographic proof that a transaction was authorized by the owner of a particular private key. Most individual Bitcoin users send transactions with one signature that comes from the owner of the private key of sending address. Multiple signatures provide the same kind of cryptographic proof. When there are multiple owners of a wallet, in this case, the various owners need to produce their own individual signatures in order to generate a multi-signature that authorizes the transaction. Store signatures are a specific type of multi-sig that provide a couple of important benefits. The name Schnorr comes from the creator of the multi-signature algorithm, Klaus Schnorr. Cointag with really... What? You know, I just realized that maybe it's because, like, Coinbase owns everybody's crypto. And maybe they're saying it could reduce transaction size because 
Coinbase. Everybody just become part of a centralized entity with like a big gold wallet. Oh. I don't know. I hope that isn't the case. Snore multi-signatures are one specific type of multi-signature where a small 64-byte regardless of signer set size, which can be verified. Oh, so that's how they do it. I'm guessing that when you like hash the private sig, the private key to get the snore keys, it's a small, it's like an algorithm that shrinks the size of the new um, set of keys. No matter how large you put something in, so it's a ha- it's a hash, like just like a hash with any cri- cryptographic thing. You put in any size thing and it hashes it down to one size. Schnorr's algorithm makes it really tiny, I guess. But then won't that put more more pressure on the miners? Well, what do you mean? Why is that? I mean, if you, you can't just like reduce the hash to something smaller without increasing the, the number complexity to, you know, to go back. Oh. Yes, it is more work on the miners. It's more work for the miner. Yes. I don't know. No. We need, yeah, this is a Corey question. We need more. Yeah. I wish there was a bad signal for Corey sometimes. (laughs) Anyways, the very last thing says extensive testing needed. Getting on to. (laughs) what's up yeah yeah moving on last article of the day this one's gonna be good this is gonna be more juicy than dragon fruit baby here you come it'll be more juicy than tangerine mary Hulette. ooh, seven thousand eight hundred thirty-three views baby Ripple CEO says JPM coin lacks interoperability. Just use the dollar. I don't get it. Is this serious? Did he really? The the CEO of Ripple said that? Yeah. Oh boy. Let's get look, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be this is gonna be classic shit. Brad Garlinghouse says that recently announced digital asset from United States banking giant J.P. Morgan Chase lacks the interoperability that would make it a significant innovation. Garlinghouse made his remarks during an interview. Oh, boy. What did he say? This guy from Morgan Stanley was interviewing me last week, and I asked him, so it's the second quote. Garlinghouse further weighed in on J.P. and Morgan's apparent exclusivity equipping that. Let's think about this. JPM announced the JPM coin for institutional customers. If you give them a dollar as a deposit, they'll give you a JPM coin that you then can move in the JPM ledger. Wait a minute. Just use the dollar. I really don't understand what problem that solves. You know, Jesse, that is rich. That is rich coming That's from... That's why I thought it was a good article to end on. That is very rich coming from Ripple. Oh my god! Oh man, I really don't understand your centralized shitcoin over my centralized shitcoin. Here's the last sentence: Garlinghouse has previously stated that JTM coin misses the point of crypto. Oh boy, arguing that introducing a closed network today is like launching AOL after Netscape's IPO. Oh boy. 
the irony here. Strong. The irony is strong. You realize how many Ripple haters that we get because we realize that it is not a cryptocurrency, but they love it. And then they hang the hat on that that engineer guy with the come over that refuses to come on our show and talk with Corey and call him because he knows exactly what is going to be said. And that is like, yeah, yeah, all that's great, but that's not a cryptocurrency. So... That was rich, Jesse. That was a good article to end on. Like, I actually am. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the way that ended. I am. Feel satisfied, like at the end of True Grit. Yeah. No, I never watched that. Oh man, you missed so many good movies. What's up, man? What do you watch? What are you doing? I watched. I watched Lord of War. Oh, that's a good movie, man. That's a Nicky Cage excellent one right there. Yeah. I really like that movie. I didn't realize Jared Leto was in that movie. Yeah, he does a lot of cocaine in that movie. Yeah. Well, his his uh, character does a lot of cocaine in that movie. Yeah. Um, he probably did a little bit of cocaine. Maybe. Let's be honest here. Rock star, movie star, you're doing some cocaine at some point in there. You almost have to. Because your other friends are rock stars and movie stars. And they're going to look at you funny. They're going to say like, oh, are you too good for coke? And you say, well, here's the thing. Burns my nostrils. I don't really like the sensation of it. And I don't like how you had to put it all over everything. You could get it mixed up with your powdered sugar. He's like, is this powdered sugar or is this cocaine? I don't know. And I was like, shut up, Jared. Do the cocaine, because right now you're making me feel some type of way. I feel like he's had that conversation before. I feel, <laughs> I feel like he's had that conversation before. It sounds like you've had that conversation. No, I haven't had that conversation before. <laughs> Shit. I've never done cocaine. I've never been anywhere near cocaine in my life. I don't think. Maybe it was at parties I was at. But what? You're making me feel a kind of way. I need you to do this line. <laughs> You're making me feel some kind of way. I need you to do this coke for me. Please, Mr. Leto. Because <laughs> that was a very real conversation. However, me, I've never been anywhere around the stuff. So, um,. I have, however, but did not inhale. <laughs> did not inhale. I did not inhale. Okay, Clinton. How did he get away with that shit? Why did anyone let him get away with that? Like, was no one in the audience that said, excuse me, Mr. Clinton, I would just like to raise a flag here that that is complete bullshit. You smoked that weed and you liked it. Anyways, we're getting off track here. Kids, don't do coke. Jared Leto does that. All right. You got any, <laughs> got any shout outs you throw to the people? No, I'm good. You sure? All right, guys. So here's the time where we do all the stuff that we're really bad at doing. Uh, please tell your friends about just the headers. Um, it's the headlines in crypto. With our spin, um, there's a lot of bullshit. And so we try not to give you bullshitty articles. And if they are bullshit, we call them out on it. And there's that. Um 
If you want access to any premium content that comes from the Bitcoin Podcast Network, you must be a patron. There's not a lot on there now. In fact, there should be nothing unless I left something there. But we will be offering premium content there. You can find it there. Patreon.com slash the Bitcoin Podcast blog. We will grow that this year. We hope that you grow with us. We hope that you join the Slack at the Bitcoin Podcast dot com and push the slack button and then after you push the slack button you'll see the rules of the community and you know what i'm going to read these rules on the air so everyone knows the rules of the game you ready for this jesse do it jesse's in there and if you guys don't know jesse he's like i don't know if there's he's um, if there's only one world like this world, he's this world's most interesting man. Now, if there's other worlds, there could be more interesting dudes, but not on this one. So, <laughs> so you can talk to Jesse. He's in there doing his thing. Um, you can talk to any of us. I'm not there a lot during the week, but on the weekends I pop in with interesting thoughts. So I'd like to do that, D. So I like the whole, you know, go from Bitcoin to gift card back to Bitcoin and try to make a profit using purse and some gift card yeah. uh, to crypto stores. So <laughs> I say that's a special just the, just the headers uh, breaking news. <laughs> yeah, I think, I'll, I think I'll post that in the Slack, like my experience. I'll just like kind of document a little bit of it. Maybe. Or don't, and we can... Put it on the Patreon. That's what I think we can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's like, <laughs> don't, and then put it on the Patreon. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast Network Slack. The rules are as follows. Be respectful to... These are rules that I personally wrote. So, love it. Be respectful to everyone. Period. See rule number one is rule number two. See what I did there? Rule number three I didn't read that right. Rule number two. See rule number one. Rule number one says be respectful to everyone. Period. Rule number three. Have a good time and find a channel that suits you. Rule number four. If you are new to crypto and need some onboarding, you can ping me at Fergalotti or join channels like On Ramping or Thoughts for Noobs. Because you are a noob. Rule number five. Ask all the questions. Our community has gotten pretty good at providing thoughtful answers. This is true. I would say this is very true. Just that or What? Why are we putting this in the rules for the Slack in the podcast? Because I want people to join Slack. I want them to know the rules. Oh, but aren't they pinned? Well, yeah, and they get a they get a ping when they come in here that with yeah. the rules. But at the same time, tell them, tell them again. Okay. yeah, I mean, I just want to iterate it again. Okay. okay. And the last rule, rule number six, uh, Jesse will criticize everything that you do. And why? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Rule number six, tell all of your friends and family about this national treasure of a slack. That's right. That's a national treasure. Oh, God. It, you can't laugh at my own marketing efforts, my own. <laughs> I'm trying to grow my community, and you say, oh, my God. Come You know what, Jesse? I, this is why I'm terrible at marketing. God. 
I want. No, I should show you this video. It's pretty funny. This shit's on like um, like for the shake weight. It's like it's awesome. It's comedy gold. Wait, what? You know, like the shake weight. Have you ever watched the advertisement? Yeah, before? I love shake weights. I use them all the time. Yeah, so it's like this jack dude, and like he's using the shake weight, and you, you like if you have like half of a brain, you have to know he didn't get those results from the shake weight. But people still buy the shake weight because marketing. That's true. Like, I regret my shake weight purchase, but then I also don't regret it because I use it for some good twitch muscles that I didn't know existed. So, um, yeah, I travel a lot. So, anyways, get that in your suitcase. Um, you know, I've got a pretty nice size backpack, you know, <laughs> carry on. It's about two switch, two Nintendo switch links long. Dang. So it's a pretty yeah. big backpack. I put the shake weight in there, get my Twitch muscles going. Um, I mean, you know, you travel a lot of hotels, they get lonely. So, and HBO is free. So. Yeah. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know, you mean you call you call it Game of Thrones. I call it softcore porn. <laughs> so that's the that difference is there. Uh, anyway, so I'm gonna, we're done. We're finishing up. I promise. The BitcoinPodcast.com. That's our shit. All right. That's that's the whole network is there. All the shows. Amy's show. Crypto Bully's show. Me and Jesse's show. The flagship, dose of ether, hashing it out, more content than you can shake a stick at, and and we're adding more premium. Oh my God. Just, just all right. So so everybody, if you're interested, just join Slack and, and go listen to some other shows. That's pretty much it. No, don't, like. Jesse. You're terrible. <laughs> you couldn't sell a pizza to a starving man, okay? <laughs> if he had the money. You couldn't do that. So, anyways, see you later, guys. Or talk to you later. Talk at you later. Thank you for listening. If you're on a treadmill, don't trip and fall. Everyone will laugh at you. They just will do it internally. Okay. Play the outro.